Steelers by the Lake podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you doing this fine Wednesday evening? James, I'm doing a lot better. Uh, I apologize for the delay in the episode. I was feeling a little like death this Monday, Tuesday, and it just did not work. James, I love the sound of that crack. What do we have going on here? Is it a Red Bull today? It's a really cheap energy drink. They were on sale for like $12 for 12 of them at Vitamin Shop. So I bought them, and they're actually pretty delicious. What was it called? Lost in what? Uh, Lost and Found Energy. Lost and Found Energy. It's like a zero sugar kind of thing. It's only like 10 calories. Not sponsored, but this episode is brought to you by Lost and Found Energy Drink. So uh, keep an eye on them in your local GNC. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, do- I'm feeling a lot better now. Uh, how are you, James? Good. How are you? Good. Much better today, man. We had a little scare in our family, too. So everybody's good and uh, excited for Steeler football coming up here, man. Two We're days. only two days away. Two days. Yeah. It's here. And you know what? We got to see some crappy Browns play already. So that's fantastic. We appreciate yeah, I that. Watch second of that one. I watched some highlights <laughs> and stuff. It was it was it was preseason football. It's what you expected. Yeah. Um, they didn't play any starters. No, but we are going to. It's, it's a Hall of Fame game. We all know how that goes. You lose your kicker to the, for the season and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> been there, done that. Uh, but we are going to talk Steelers news and uh, position standouts from training camp so far. Go over a couple training camp stats, uh, but before that, we're going to share the numbers from last month. So July numbers, uh, we're going to go over top countries and top states. Actually, excuse me, we're just doing top states this week, this month, right? Yeah, yeah. Next month, we'll get you the countries. Okay, okay. Uh, so, so Pennsylvania, this... number one state. Very weird, right? Pennsylvania. Very, very weird. I'm not there, but cool. <laughs> Cody, who's number two? Did you see it? Uh, Oregon. Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. I don't know how to actually say it, and the people judge me. W for that state, regardless how it's properly pronounced. We really appreciate it. That's that's huge. We don't normally see Oregon that high on the list for us. So appreciate all all the listeners out there. You guys keep it up. And if you have any uh, any fun stories about how you became a Steeler fan or anything, feel free to inbox us. We'll tell your story because we love hearing from people from from far away that are Steelers fans. Are you displaced Pennsylvanians or just? You grew up and wanted to be fans of the best team out there. Listen, while we're on the topic, before we get to number three, four, and five, James, I saw a map the other day that showed the entire world and the the most yeah. popular team in those countries. The United yeah. States was the Cowboys, whatever. Um, Not even true. Europe was like the Bills. Like it was. Oh yeah, I saw that. I like, didn't that's see not the even Steelers an accurate map. anywhere. That was like it's this not is even an so accurate bl- map. No. It, it's got Dallas and Mexico. That's not even true. It's Pittsburgh and Mexico. It is. It's uh, 100%. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, moving on. James, who's number three on the list for top states this month? Last well, month. you might have heard this recently. Missouri sitting at number three. Again, I did a little research because they've been really hitting the top five for us a lot Consistently. lately. If, if you were to average the top three months, Missouri would be the, the number three in uh, the last three months combined. Uh, so big, big uptick from our Missouri listeners. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, like same that. thing. If you want to tell us how you became a Steelers fan or displaced Pennsylvanias or just love the black and gold, let us know. We have a black and gold college team out there too, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. James, let me tell you about number four on this list. James, number four on yeah, this yeah. list. I've been, I've been working hard down here in West <laughs> Virginia, my guy. 
I ta- I have our business cards. I take with take with me everywhere. I apologize for the mic, James. Good. Here's here's the here's a fun fact, y'all. We have these business cards. I'm gonna brag about them just for a hot second. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm trying to show it on the camera. It's not it's not actually focusing in, but that's fine. We have these beautiful business cards. If you guys want one, I will personally mail one to you. All you gotta do is reach out on social media. I'll even sign it for you if you want my stupid signature on there. It doesn't mean much. There's no value to it, but I'll make it look pretty for you. I'm, I'll put yes. lipstick on and kiss it. I'll do whatever. <laughs> um, but no, I, West Virginia is number four. Excited about that. I have been I have been sharing the cards with people and talking about the podcast. It just comes up in conversation, you know, when you're meeting people at work or this or that. Mm-hmm. And you talk about Absolutely, what you do yeah. and sports and stuff. Uh, so West Virginia number four. James, who is number five? on this list our wonderful friends out in california been big supporters since day one so mm-hmm. appreciate the continued love and support uh from you fine folks out in california absolutely all right now that we finished that steelers by lake news time for steelers news we're gonna start off very quick and fast here steelers did sign running back john lovett who is 5'11, 215 pounds ran a 45140 back in 2022 that's, that's pretty good man fast for 215 I couldn't yeah, run that very. right now, and I'm less than 215. No. So th- I can do that in my car. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that in my car right now. The check engine lights on. <laughs> <laughs> don't push it, buddy. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but on top of that, they also signed running back great uh, Greg Bell, and then they did release running back Jason Huntley, uh, who apparently mm-hmm. was not having a decent camp. So there's wah, that. Wah, wah, wah. It is what it is. Bell was or Bell is 5'10", 204 pounds. Uh, he he did go undrafted in 2022, so he's only going into the second year or yeah, second year in the mm-hmm. league. So we're excited for that. Now yep. we have bad news. Yes, yeah, happened right after our last episode. Uh, Corey Trice went down in practice. That's the seventh round corner out of Purdue University. Uh, was non-contact. You hate hearing knee injury non-contact. Uh, he was eventually put on the injured reserve, which will end his season. He's not able to come back off because uh, you have to make the initial 53-man roster to be able to come back off the injured reserve same season. They still haven't said what the official injury is, just that it is a significant knee injury, which you hate to hear that usually means a torn ligament. Uh, we won't know for some time. At some point in time, somebody will spill the beans. And somebody will tell us what it is. Uh, doesn't really matter. All we can do now is hope that he doesn't have anything really significant. The plus side is that he was already a couple of days after the injury on the sidelines uh, because he hadn't had his surgery yet. You know, putting a little bit of weight on it with crutches. Uh, kind of a good sign. If if it was really 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 bad, like nerve damage and multiple ligaments torn, then he probably wouldn't be able to put any weight on it. Yeah, not at all. So I think it's a quasi good sign that we'll probably at least have him back for next preseason. But uh, unfortunately lost for the year, I think he would have been able to, to possibly eke out some playing time this year too. Oh, easily. And this James is something you have talked about off the podcast. Um, But this kind of gives you the same feel that we had with this year coming into the season with Calvin Austin, the third, Pittsburgh Very next similar. year is going to technically have another free draft pick in Corey Trice. This was a seventh mm-hmm. round guy, correct? Seventh round. Correct. Um, correct. Yeah. So it's not like they invested a lot of cap into him. He's going to have limited cap hit this year being placed on the IR. 
Uh, and he's going to come in next year as basically a true rookie, quite frankly. He had, what, half a training camp under his belt. He didn't really get any playing time. Or he he's not yeah, going to get he, any playing time preseason, like, yeah, regular season. Like four practices. Yeah. I so mean, he, the plus side is that he got all the rookie mini camp. He got all the off-season workouts before that. Uh, so he got that all under his belt. He got into the practices. He got into the flow of things. He should be comfortable with the playbook next year. Uh, so it's just going to be getting back on the field and getting comfortable with his body. But he was looking good before it happened, so it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, so excited to see what he has next year. Just like I said last year, I'm excited to see yeah. what Calvin Austin the third has. And we're seeing some stuff this yep. year. So um, with that being said, we also did wave and, and injured uh, running back Alfonso Graham. He's no longer on the team. Uh, and then they also signed safety Trenton Thompson and cornerback Isaiah Dunn. So those are some moves they recently made. And then even as recently as yesterday, they, they made a few more moves, James. Yes, they did. Uh, after those moves, then we uh, wide receiver Jamarcus Bradley released uh, in safety. Jalen Elliott was signed. This is because the safety room was getting a little little thin. Yep. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick up until the last couple of days had not been at practice. Uh, it has been released that what it was was a family matter. He talked to Mike Tomlin. Mike very quickly said, hey, Go be with your family. So he was gone for a couple of days. That's why he was at camp previous to that, but wasn't doing anything. Uh, I think he was just kind of waiting for whatever life event was going to happen. It makes you wonder if maybe he had a grandparent pass or something like that. Uh, it kind of screams that, and honestly. It, I think it even uh, sounds but, a little bit more dire than not dire than that, but like something closer to home than a grandparent, something more immediate yeah. family in my in my thought process. Yeah, um, yeah, it could be. But, yeah, it sounds like a family tragedy to me, uh, but it speaks volumes about the, the the character of the coaching staff that they just didn't bat an eye. Go home, man. Be with your family and, and take care of your family. Yep, 100%. Uh, so cool. He's back at practice uh, looking fantastic out there from all accords. Uh, but while he was out, we had an injury to DeMonte KZ, who was walking around in a boot. Uh, we had an injury to Keanu Neal. Uh, I believe KZ has come back to practice, and I think Neil is back as well. Uh, but the lines were starting to get a little thin. Even Trey Norwood got a little bumped and bruised at one point. So you, you just didn't have a lot of safeties left to practice. So it's like the same two guys getting all the reps, basically. <laughs> yep, and you don't want that for injury purposes by any means. So No, God, no, yeah. Um, so with that being said, that kind of finalizes the, the roster moves they made. We are going to now go over position standouts from training camp thus far. Again, first first game is here in two days, so they're going to be going over this stuff real quick. We're going to talk about guys to watch for the first game. It's going to be these guys that we're talking about, and then we're going to kind of compare a couple stats on this. So first position, James, quarterback. Uh, quarterback Kenny Pickett has looked good. Uh, you're gonna have to say numbers. My phone's going crazy. That's, on that's right perfectly now, so. fine. Uh, you have to pull that stuff for me. It keeps all the pop-ups are screwing it up. Uh, but uh, yeah, Kenny's looked really accurate so far. Uh, and the the key here is that it's not like he's completing 75 percent of his passes. That's not what's going on. Nope. Uh, but his touchdown to interception ratio is the best by a country mile. Uh, his long ball is looking good, and he's throwing a lot of back shoulder balls uh, where the receiver stops and the DB keeps on going. A lot of success with that kind of throw right now. 
Uh, what do you got on the numbers? What's he look like versus the rest of the pack, Cody? Yeah, so I'm, I'm not only going to talk about the guys that really matter here. Uh, 70 out of 118, so he's 59.3% passing percentage, 823 yards. He's averaging 7 yards per attempt, 13 touchdowns to 1 interception. That is fantastic. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, mm-hmm. 59% accuracy for 796. 14 to 2. That's very close second. I won't I won't deny that. A 7 to 1 ratio to 13 to 1 ratio doesn't seem very close. But in the grand scheme of 1 and 2 interceptions, it's fairly close. You could look at that either way. And then Mason Rudolph, the best percentage at, at 63.6% completion percentage. Uh, but 3 touchdowns to 4 interceptions. Not ideal uh, for our boy Mason Rudolph there. So... Uh, but Kenny's, like you said, Kenny's lighting it up. Kenny's being accurate. He's making good balls. The 13 to one is, it goes right along line with how he was performing at the end of the year last year, uh, compared to the beginning of the year where he threw a handful of interceptions to only one throughout the the last like six games, I think, um, just fantastic to see Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic to see Kenny to continue to improve and continue to be on that, that upward grind. This is either going to be a breakout year for him. Or a year he still improves, so we'll we'll see what happens. I think no matter what, he's going to have a better sophomore year. I'm just questioning whether or not it's going to be a breakout year, and he leads us on a deep playoff run or not. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be an improvement from last year. I don't expect this to be a uh, like a a Josh Allen year or anything like that. I don't expect him to be elite this year. But I think it's going to be a nice improvement from him, and it's nice to see uh, what we're seeing so far in camp from him. Uh, moving on to the running back position, there's a big question mark. We've got Najee Harris. We've got Jalen Warren. We know what we have you guys. What we don't know is what's going on at running back number three. That's starting to look a little bit more clear of a picture now uh, as we're seeing a really nice performance from Anthony McFarland in camp. Uh, notes are that he's doing a really good job in backs on backers, holding up to these guys in the drill and holding his own in the blocking portion of things. Uh, and then also in uh, the receiving game, he's just torching people. Uh, what do you got on his receiving stats so far, Cody? Yeah, so, and let's be clear. Uh, the third string running back is not a guy that's going to be on the field very often in the grand scheme of things and in, in, in a perfect offensive setting. It's not like he's the third down back. It's not like he's any positional player. He's just the third string to be there if, if something happens. Pittsburgh recently, of course, likes to pass the ball to the running back. And Anthony McFarlane is doing a phenomenal job. 14 catches on 17 targets, 81 yards and two touchdowns. That is phenomenal. Um, now, let's be clear here. Pittsburgh values holding onto the ball when we've won Super Bowls, when we've won championships and AFC titles and AFC North titles. It's because we don't turn the ball over. There's another guy that I want to mention here that would probably be the talking point if he didn't have two fumbles. Darius Higgins is averaging 4.2 yards per carry with a touchdown this uh, training camp, but he's two two fumbles. You can't have that. Anthony McFarland hasn't lost the ball yet, hasn't fumbled. He's performing very well, and, and as a third-string guy that can come in off the bench and help you out here or there, he's the perfect guy to come in and do a quick screenplay too or – a little dump off in the flats to get some extra yards. His his receiving capability allows him to be a threat even coming off the bench. And that's what I like to see about Anthony McFarland. And quite frankly, it's his job to lose, in my opinion. He's been on the team for how long? Pittsburgh does yeah. like him. He wouldn't stay on the team this long if they didn't like him. Uh, so we have to wait and see what's going to happen there. But excited for Anthony McFarland to hopefully make more of this opportunity than he has in the past. 
Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I, I'm excited to see him in the preseason get an extended look because I feel like in the past he has shined a little bit. He just hasn't really had the opportunity to get a good look. Uh, so excited about where that's going to go. Next position, Cody, unless there's anybody else you want to talk about on this group. Nope, no. uh, I was thinking the same thing. Fullback. Last time we talked to you guys, we had the very sudden retirement of uh, Monty Potterboom. Uh, it was big questions on what's going to go on with the fullback position in the future. We assumed Connor Hayward would probably be the only one we heard about the, the preseason. Unless they brought Watt back were in. we wrong. Unless they brought Derek Watt back in. Boy, were we wrong on that. Uh, something that we had talked about last season uh, where, you know, we were talking about in the preseason how Kendrick Green really was struggling uh, in the blocking department as an offensive lineman, but his athletic ability – uh, and the power that he does possess might be better suited at the fullback position. He's finally getting some looks at fullback. Uh, and my Lord, is he just bulldozing some of these poor linebackers. It's, uh, it's not a lot of for him. Baltimore. No, no, no. It's it's uh, reminds you a ton of what Baltimore has been doing the last few years with Patrick Ricard, uh, just having a big athletic lineman, whether it be offensive or defensive, go out there and bulldoze people and he's doing it very effectively and showing some hands in the process. Uh, they've thrown it to him a couple of times in practice and he's caught it and then turned up field and then looked to, to find somebody to bulldoze, you know, get that stiff arm out there or lower his shoulder and he's doing it. Uh, I'm really excited to see this in a preseason game. I think this could be an effective weapon. This dude, let's not forget in college, he squatted 700 pounds like this is a dude with some very serious lower body strength and athleticism. Go ahead, Cody. You look like you have something you really want to talk about. Just holding it in for you, James. Two targets, <laughs> two receptions, twenty-two yards. Two, 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 two. James, when I say two, two, and you think of Pittsburgh, what do you think of? Najee Harris. So let me let me paint a picture for you. Mm-hmm. October eighth this year. At yeah. home, home game against the Pitts or home game against the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I'm at this mm-hmm. game because my girlfriend's a Ravens fan for some unknown godly reason, and we're at the game. <laughs> we're watching. It's it comes down to the wire. We're down by four points. We need a touchdown and an extra point to go up by three. As most of these Ravens games come down to three points or less. Yep. And we're on Long the goal. Times. We're on the goal line with under a minute left. You got Darnell Washington, Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry out there on the line. You got. Najee Harris in the backfield, Kenny Pickett under center, and in between the two of them, you got KG. No, that's not Kevin Garnett. That's Kendrick Green, baby. (laughs) And they hand the ball to Kendrick Green, and he piles through with Najee Harris coming up behind him and pushing him through the pile. Touchdown. Y'all, I would lose my mind. I'm just calling Mm -hmm. it now. I would lose my mind. I would go nuts. I would go psycho. It would be a phenomenal time. James, I would be losing my mind anyways uh that's just my envision of it i i love the fact that they're doing something different with the position and uh trying something new why why not why not why the heck not man well i mean think about it just a couple years ago they decided in a goal line formation to put henry mondo in a fullback and it worked really well what was henry Mondo's thing? he was a big defensive lineman he was strong he was quick he did kick coverage uh, he was athletic. He just didn't have the length. If yep. you don't have the length, what can you do? 
Hey, fullback, fullback's an opportunity for guys like this. Do you want to why know why? Why the heck not? James, do you want to know why for those people that don't understand football? Because on the yeah. offensive line, you have to kind of go and attack and control somebody trying to get through mm-hmm. you or, or position them. At fullback, you're just meeting somebody and saying no. <laughs> you yes, just you're just got a battering ram. Yeah, you're not even put your arms out half the time. You're just ramming into people with your body. Yep. Like, so the arm length is nowhere near as big of an issue when you're a fullback because you're getting that full speed going into to that collision, that car crash, if you will. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I think they found the uh, the role that he can succeed best in. Yeah. So, so excited for all that. All of a sudden, man, 53-man prediction might have just gone out the window. All of a sudden, we got a new fullback. On it the went out the home. window like three weeks ago, James. <laughs> I know it did. Um, but let's talk wide receivers now because we, we've yes. gone through. Uh, the two wide receivers we want to talk about is George Pickens because he's being the highlight real player that we know he is. The circus catch that he had against Joey Porter where he threw, tossed the ball to him, said, here you go. Uh, actually, yeah. he handed it to him and then Joey Porter tossed it back at him. Um, <laughs> he kind of handed it to his face. <laughs> that's true. He did. Fair. Uh, but Pickens is just being Pickens. That's what I'm going to put it at. George Pickens on the on the numbers if we want to go over that real quick. Uh, just they're so not even see. super pretty. They're it's just not. the catches. The highlight catches are incredible, man. He, yeah, he's, he's mossing somebody every day. Three touchdowns. That's that's what I want to talk about. Three touchdowns. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also want to talk about Gunnar Olszewski. Gunnar Olszewski is actually having a decent camp. I don't want him to, James. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the numbers on Gunnar, though. As much as it isn't impressive on GP, Gunnar's catching everything they throw at him. Three bro. touchdowns for him as well, this training camp. Yeah, and what is it like? Fourteen of seventeen? It's something stupid. Was sixteen to twenty-five versus sixteen to twenty-five? Yeah, sixteen. That's really good. Uh, the other one that I don't have here in the notes, but I feel like it's it's something that we should mention. Calvin Austin the third is is looking pretty good as well. Yeah, eleven, uh, 11 of nineteen. Really, eleven of nineteen. Three yeah. touchdowns. Three touchdowns. The speed is showing up. People are having a tough time hanging with them. Uh, there's only a couple guys that looks like out there that can actually run with them, and Joey Porter Jr. is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great for Joey Porter Jr. That's not so great for everybody else, but it's just, I mean, he's a 4-3-2 guy. That's, that's insanely fast. We haven't had a guy this fast in years, man. No. Probably what? Hang on. Let me think. Um, Dree Archer, probably? Yeah, but, I mean, he wasn't even anything team so uh, i'm saying somebody that's actually going to be on the team and actually make an impact yeah that was fourth like low four threes i, I want to say um martavis bryant was like probably. a four three six mm-hmm. yeah so i think he's probably the the fastest dude in that range a early troy polamalu but i mean that's a really long time ago yeah a really long yeah. time ago um, but yeah, so those are the wide receivers we want to talk about. Tight end room, James, uh, the big guy on campus. Yep, the new big Darnell guy on Washington. campus. The new big yeah, guy. leading. He's leading everybody in touchdown catches so far. He's got four of them already. Uh, he's just the quarterbacks know what to do. If it's in the red zone, they throw it high and have him go get it. And why the heck you not? can't stop it? Yeah, that, that's what I was saying all along. They should have been doing the Zach Gentry. Gentry's a bum. He's six eight. Throw it up and make him go get it. He'll win those jump ball contested catch situations. They just didn't do it. And now we got a guy that really specializes in it. Yeah. And he's doing really well blocking. And he's fast. Fastest tight end on the team right now. By far. Sorry, Pat. Sorry. 
<laughs> Pat ain't slow. No, let's he's not. not. Let, let's not act like Pat slow, Zach is. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, this dude is is also quick, and he's big, and he's strong, and the linebackers are complaining about having to try to get around one on one blocks. And yep. yeah, this is this is a guy that could really turn into something, man. I'm really excited about it. I'm almost as excited now as I was the day he got drafted. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what happens Friday night with him because you know these. These quarterbacks are going to be looking for them early and often, man. When they don't know who to go to, they're going to Washington. Yeah, you wonder why they're going to go to Washington because they're going to have time to throw the ball. Let's talk about offensive linemen, James. <laughs> Let's talk about it, man. Big question going into this offseason when who's going to be the number two center? Who's the backup center? We've got some answers. Nasty listen, Nate Herbig. Listen, you talk – never mind. You already ruined it. That's fine. <laughs> I had bad. a transition I had in my brain. Not and I, No, it's good. Let's talk about him. Let's talk bad. about Mr. Herbig. Yeah, getting a lot of reps at center. Uh, this is significant because we weren't really sure. Is it going to be Kendrick Green again? Is it going to be William Dunkel? Who are they going to march out there? Are they going to have maybe Kevin Dotson get some snaps at center? Uh, is it going to be Willie? No, never mind. He's cut already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you never know what's going to happen with it, but uh, a lot of snaps being given to Nate Herbig. They really want to make sure he can handle the center position. They know he can handle guard. Yeah, he's plenty capable. He's plenty strong. This is a Stanford grad. He's plenty smart too. Yeah, two plus two this is the kind fish. of guy, right? I don't know. I'm fresh and delicious, and the idea of this dude <laughs> playing center is delicious too. This Let me get that three hundred and forty pound center. This dude's going fishing for pancakes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. This, I'm this. just saying. The future of the center position, we know we got Mason Cole for another year. We're yep. wondering what's going to be the long term because he's getting closer and closer to 30 years old. Uh, and he's not a dominant dude. And at this stage in his career, he's not going to become one. Nate is that kind of who, guy who could be physically dominant. And Nate's a guy that reminds me a lot of the athletic ability, again, of Marquise Pouncey. He's a guy that I trust to be able to pull and block well. And James, mm -hmm. I would love it if Pittsburgh was able to pull off a play that I showed you on TikTok where you got people pulling in all directions. If, if Pittsburgh could pull yeah. something like that off, it would be crazy. I don't know yeah. if we're going to see that at the NFL level or not, but no, um, probably not. <laughs> no, that was wild. But uh, yeah, Herbig could be the answer here. Let's talk D-line real quick. Yep. Uh, significant thing because we've talked about a lot of uh, DeMarvin Leal playing a little bit of line and a little bit of edge. They're now doing that with Isaiah Loudermilk as well. Uh, so significant thing, they're testing these guys out for versatility to see can they handle different positions. Isaiah has been interviewed about it, says he absolutely loves it because he doesn't have to work team out there. <laughs> so that's neat. Uh, I don't know that he's quite the athlete that the Marvin Leal is. So I don't know if that's going to be a great position for him, but I think this is just kind of testing the waters, knowing that. In the AFC North, you might go with a four-man front a little bit more like they did yep. last year. Yep. Uh, we saw at the end of the year when they needed to win games and the defensive front wasn't holding up against the run like they wanted it to, they just threw an extra defensive lineman out there. So let's get these guys comfortable with that position now instead of, hey, we've got three practices this week for you to try to play something you never played before. Do you know what this also does, though? It gives us yeah. the chance to catch people off guard. We can come out looking like mm -hmm. a standard 3-4 defense and then transition yep. to 3-4 just like that. The, 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 the 
consistent. I mean, we've been doing it for years now with getting players that can play multiple positions. You can say that other teams have been doing that, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Pittsburgh's been doing it more and more consistently than anybody, and I've been watching it. I'm excited to see what they potentially might do with something like this because you can literally come out in one look and completely change the look and throw off the quarterback of the other team, especially a young quarterback mm-hmm. in this league. You have the chance to do. Um, so I'm excited about that. Isaiah Loudermout getting some playing time at, at, at outside linebacker is fantastic, and he's going to be a uh, he's he's making the team. I'm almost positive of that at this point. Uh, so Isaiah Loudermout definitely helps his case. It, oh, 100%. helps his case a lot. Yeah. So yeah. Isaiah Loudermout, the yeah. uh, standout D lineman. But now we're going to actually talk about the outside linebacker, James. We we already got the guy. We know that he is he, and he is strong. We also know that. This guy might be, he is her, and he, her is big. Another Mr. Herbig. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I knew I could use it later, so I worked on it. <laughs> the little brother Herbig. We got Nick Herbig this time around. Uh, Nick Herbig is being a real handful for these offensive tackles. Uh, they're just having a tough time with his speed moves. He's got a spin move. He's working on a ghost move. TJ Watts talking about, I'm going to have to start charging him for my moves because he's stealing them all. <laughs> and uh, just, it's nice to hear a fourth round pick looking this good. Cause the last few years, there's been a lot of like middle linebackers taken in that area of the yep. draft that just don't work out. Like Buddy Johnson, a couple years ago, he was on the team for one year. He didn't make the team his second year. Nope. Uh, so for a fourth round pick to look this promising early on, and we'll see what happens when the pads go on against offensive tackles, uh, real starting offensive tackles and second string offensive tackles in the NFL. I think he's going to fare well. I think he's going to surprise some people. And we might have something here, man. We might have a high quality backup outside linebacker. That's not complaining about playing time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he's going to get plenty of it. Yep, hundred percent. He'll get the he'll get the rotation. He'll get the the plays to come in and play play with Alex Highsmith or with TJ Watt and be able to play off those guys' strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that. Not that they have any. Um, and he's going to get the mentoring that he won't get anywhere else. Who who else has two guys that have had fifteen plus sacks in a, a single season on their roster? Uh, I'll tell you, nobody. You, th- you at think that position at outside linebacker? Nobody. Okay, fair. <laughs> Fair. I won't argue it. Um, <laughs> let's let's make the switch over to middle linebacker. We're going to talk about a guy that came on the mm-hmm. team this offseason um, and has been showing out, showing up, and, and playing consistently well and solidifying his place as the starter that he basically came into right when he came here. Yeah. Cole Holcomb. Free agency. Yeah, free yeah. agency. Here, here's, here's your title, buddy. Here's the green dot. You're going to defense. I know you don't know it yet. There you go. A lot of pressure on Cole Holcomb. He's responding well. Looking good in run fills from what I understand. Yep. Good on the one-on-one drills. He's even doing well in pass coverage, which is what people were most concerned about. Again, we've talked about this multiple times. This is a highly athletic dude. He's not small. He's got good size to him, good length to him, good speed to him. Uh, In his best year with the Washington Commanders, he had like 150 tackles. He knows how to get to the ball. He's got a nose for the ball. Uh, so excited to see him in black and gold and on the field this Friday. I really look forward to it and very happy to hear some good reports on that because we need some 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 consistency at this position, man. We need that there be a guy. It's just been a revolving door for like the last four or five years. It shouldn't have been. Ryan Shazier should have been the answer, and unfortunately that injury happened. Yeah. So, yeah. Dang. 
uh, excited to see Cole Holcomb come in and excited to see him honestly mentor some of these guys. I think he's going to come in and once he gets situated, once he gets accustomed to everything and really comfortable, I think he's going to take all these guys, you know, Mark Robinson, um, even, well, maybe not the the newest edition because he's a veteran as well, but some of these guys are going to come in under the, and learn something and be able to uh, be, yeah. ex- be excited to play the position. I don't know the last time we had a middle linebacker that was excited to play other than maybe Ryan Spillane, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Robert Spillane Robert really Spillane. had a, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot <laughs> of love Ryan. for the game, you could tell. Eh, close enough, man. I don't know why I was thinking <laughs> Ryan. I knew it was Robert. Um, but he's, yeah, Spillane. He's a Titan now, anyway. Is he really? I didn't know that. I haven't been keeping up with yeah, him. Yeah, all, all our linebackers go to Tennessee, man. Bud Dupree, like, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, what was that other guy with? Danny, yeah, he went there too. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it's just that's where they go. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but where we're going to go is onto the cornerback position as we start to wrap up these positions here and who's looking good in camp so far. A lot of good things going on with Joey Porter Jr. Uh, I know people are talking about, oh, this guy beat him on that play, this guy beat him. Well, you know what? He turns around and gets interceptions on the next play. Uh, he actually ended a two-minute drill recently uh, and got an interception on the two-minute drill versus the first-team offense. And he's playing a lot with the first-team defense right now, too. He's got two interceptions, this Cody. He had that two number two up there. He's got two of them already in this preseason. He's number two on the entire roster in interceptions so far in, in all the camp. We'll get uh, to one. Talk about that guy who's got number one. Yeah, we're going to talk about him. Uh, but – Reports are that he's looking really good, really comfortable. And some people are even starting to say when that first 3-4 defense comes out in that first regular season game, it's starting to look like it might be Joey Porter Jr. and Pat Pete out there. And then when they switch to nickel, that's when we'll see Levi Wallace come out. Uh, So he's really looking good, very comfortable. Nothing scares him. He doesn't get down after a play and start hanging his head. He just looks to make a play on the next play. I love it. I love it. He's got the right mentality for it. Uh, and sky's the limit for Joey Porter Jr. He could be corner number one by the end of the season for Pittsburgh. And that's crazy that we could end up with left tackle number one, corner number one, D tackle number one, all in the same class. <laughs> Yep. Well, so we'll see what happens there. Another guy we want to talk about is uh, Mr. Barku. Yeah, Luke Barku, formerly of the XFL, having himself a nice camp as well. I think he's got a pick already too, right? Uh, he's on one. that list, I believe. One. Yeah, he's got a pick. Pat Pete saying a lot of positive things about Barku, listed him as one of the, the guys that's really sticking out for him so far. If he and he's a good sized dude, right? If, he's like somewhere around six foot, one hundred ninety something. He's he's what they're looking for. So. He's not small. He's not like some little jitterbug dude. He's got the right size. If he doesn't make the team, I don't know how long he would stay on a practice squad. Just saying. Um, Yeah. I'm just not sure how long it would take for him to get picked up. He's he's a guy you would want on your practice squad if he doesn't make your 53. 100%. 100%. Like, I think if he doesn't make Pittsburgh's 53, they will absolutely try to get him on their practice squad. He has a better chance Uh, of making the 53 now with Corey Trice Jr.'s injury. So, yep. Which to... might work out great for him because, again, we were talking about this in the offseason. What's the future of the cornerback room? Levi Wallace going into the last year of his deal. Pat Pete's got, I think, two years on his deal, like this year and next year. Yep. Uh, but what's going on after that? Because Pat Pete's like 33. Yep. We need to know who the starting corners are going to be in the future. Who's going to be the nickel? Can Luke Barku play the nickel? You never know. Yeah. Or can he be a number two to go right along with, you know, Joey Porter? 
Yeah. And, they, and then Corey Trice comes in and plays nickel. Yeah. Who knows, man? But it's a great opportunity for him, and I'm excited to see The it. future at the quarterback position for the Pittsburgh Steelers is the brightest it has been recently. That is all we will say. <laughs> we actually have something to look forward to. Woo! Oh, man. I really hope so. Knock on wood. Anyways, we're going to talk about the safety position now. Last position yes. we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about a guy. Listen, Pittsburgh tied the league with most sure interceptions uh, last season with 20, I believe. 20 was the, the most. It was us yeah. and somebody else. Yeah, 19 or 20. We tied somebody up. Um, and so Pittsburgh led the league last year in interceptions. Minka Fitzpatrick, one of them. Minka Fitzpatrick, like we said, hasn't been here for practice. So there's a new guy by the name of Kenny Robinson out of West Virginia University, WVU. We don't like you, but I'm from the state now, so woo-woo. Um, <laughs> listen, Kenny Robinson's leading the team right now in interceptions with three this training camp, performing outrageously well. And he's been, James, we discussed it before this, and you brought it up. He's been following and shadowing Minka Fitzpatrick. He's learning from the best. What more do we want? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Minka just got rated number 18 out of the entire NFL, 18th best player in the entire NFL. Yep. Like, he he led the NFL in interceptions tied with somebody else last yep. year. But he led the NFL last year. And when Minka says, hey – look out for Kenny Robinson. He's looking great in camp so far. We should look out for Kenny Robinson. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, his, his play on the field screams success so far with three interceptions in what was it, 10 practices. Yep. Uh, that's incredible, leading the entire defense. Uh, so I'm excited to see him. I don't know who all is going to play in this I first preseason either. game. It sounds like Minka is going to play. Uh, Keanu Neal and DeMonte KZ with those national field or not yeah uh, so there's a chance that kenny gets to play with that first team defense if not i think we're going to see him a ton with the second team i think he's going to get a lot of burn because i don't think they're going to want to have minka out there for long i don't think they're going to want to have kz out there for long if he does play at all uh so i think we're going to get to see him a lot and i'm excited for that uh because again we've said all along those top three we know who they are who's after that somebody needs to step up kenny is really taking advantage of this opportunity. This is the guy that I would gladly say, can he pick it? Yes, he can. He can pick it off. It's his name's Kenny <laughs> Robinson, but whatever. Um, I, hey, uh, we started the positions with a Kenny. We ended with Kenny. It's appropriate. It's Kenny to Kenny time. You know what I'm saying? And Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh is home of one of the greatest theme parks in the world. Kennywood. Uh, so here we Woo! go. <laughs> We're just Kenny all the way around. Um, it's Kenny by the lake. Kenny. Yes, he can. <laughs> Uh, I am going to say this last thing to talk about TJ Watt real quick. I'm wearing the Jersey. James is wearing the Jack Lambert Jersey. We're celebrating linebackers. Uh, I saw a quote online. I, I tried to find it before the podcast to talk about it. I don't remember the source and I apologize. This is not from me, but I am going to make a, a, an, a early prediction, way too early prediction based on this and my own thoughts on this. Cause I agree. TJ Watt, a healthy TJ Watt for all season long People are fools to think that we will be behind any of the other AFC North teams in the ratings, in the standings, if if TJ Watt stays healthy. I'm saying this right now. If TJ Watt stays healthy, I don't care if he has five sacks or 27 sacks. If TJ Watt stays healthy, and even if he gets double teamed, whatever, Pittsburgh will finish first in the division. That is my way too early prediction. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. I, I'll tell you what, man. I would love to. But where I'm at right now is Pittsburgh needs to prove that they can dethrone ball, the, the uh, Bengals. 
I think Baltimore is is something that Pittsburgh can pass this year. I think they've had Baltimore's number for a few years. And the Browns don't scare me, uh, especially the way Deshaun Watson played last year. He looked awful out there uh, in that matchup, that last matchup, Steelers versus the Browns. The Steelers just absolutely dominated the Browns, and it was an ugly game. Uh, so I don't fear those two, but they've got to prove that they can slow down the Bengals because I do expect the Bengals to still be able to, to pull off 12 or 13 wins just like they've been doing the last few years. 100%. Uh, so so we'll Pittsburgh's got to do the same thing in order to get up there and win the division. Hey, reminder to you guys, we will be watching this game on Friday night. James or I will probably mm-hmm. be live tweeting it. Make sure to tweet at us. Let us know what you think about the game, the plays, the things that are happening. If the refs are making good calls or not, let's be real. It's been an issue in the past. It's probably <laughs> going to happen again. Um <laughs> But we are excited. James, we're going to be watching the game together more than likely, which is very exciting. Yeah, I'm buddy. Making, you're all, bring your butt over here. I'm making my way back to Pennsylvania for the weekend, so I'm excited for that. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening or watching. If you're on YouTube, be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody, signing off. Peace.